ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. Guys, this is a big day. I'm here with one of my good friends, a man that I've known for 20 plus years. I'm a veteran to the music world who is about to drop, uh, you know, what we could almost say is um, the culmination of 20 plus years of, of hard work with music, Mr. James Cook. I'm so happy to be here with him today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, especially his brand new album that's about to drop, um, and it is called Tall Tales of a Brown Buffalo. So please help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. James Cook. flow from his wasted mind she wrote a letter there changed his life all graceful in the air you can hear over the crickets in the night paying no attention to those chills down your spine Always careful with his footsteps on his way to the bed. He knows better than to wake the dead. All dogs keep shutting something coming from the hole, it seems. It's closer to the edge than it cares to be. Well, he knows she's a in Jesus and his plan He'll do right with what's left of our sins All he knows Everyone says she's gone He knows There's no such thing as ghosts No such thing as ghosts such thing as ghosts, no such thing as ghosts, no such thing as Sins. All he knows, everyone says she's 
so much man hey thank yeah. you for having me on i appreciate it yeah so james where are we what what are we in right now <laughs> we are in uh, my pop-up camper which i had to uh kind of check out anyways because i'll be on doing some album release uh, album releases in um amarillo lubbock midland fort worth a few other places so i <laughs> so i suggested hey while i'm checking it out maybe you can come by and uh and yeah this is what i'll be staying in this little bad this boy it, man. it's and yeah it's, it's fun. It, it's life on the road. Yeah, know? definitely. It's a little bit better than just sleeping in my Tahoe. There you go. And you get, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, some people that maybe not have are in the music world that don't understand it. It's like some nights you stay in a hotel, some nights you sleep on someone's floor, some some uh, tours you're in a pop up. Yeah, this is an advancement, to be honest with you. So I've I've done the uh, the um, you know the the. the, the People have walked around in RVs and stuff like that, and and I've I've uh, toured with other bands that do that, and so it's always pretty cool. But um, yeah, I wanted something of my own, and and I've done this before, and uh, this is a it's a it's a real steady camper, and yeah. you know, it pops right up, and it's real easy to to use. So, and when you're out on the RV, that costs money, right? I mean, yeah. it's like I I don't know, it just crosses my mind. Like some people don't realize, like when you see a band that's going down the road in one of those huge. That's coming out of their pocket that they could be taking home to their family. Yeah. But they're choosing to do that. So, yeah. I'm anyway. Trying, you always have to find, with each advancement that you make, you have to find out where you are and what, you, what you're what you going to need next. And I definitely need to make sure the band's taken care of uh, for the next show. And so I've got to, you know, all of it, food, everything. We just want to make sure we're okay on the road. It's, it's not that, that hard. Plus, I, I uh, tour with guys that... Um, They've slept in their cars too, so it's I've not done that, right. dude. Yeah. To, it's you know, that. it was uh, probably about twenty years ago, dude, that I was on stage with you. You were in a band called Shiva. Yeah, that was when I had first met you, and I I remember super charismatic frontman, great voice, and you know we've we've grown up over the twenty years, but now here we are again, and I have yeah. the honor of interviewing you. And so I reached out to you a while back about wanting to bring you on the show to talk about being steady focused, putting in the work, being dedicated to something. For you, what, why? Why do you keep showing up, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, I think I had, somebody asked me that question when I was getting a little bit 
when I was, I don't know, mid late twenties, I think it was my brother. And I just realized, uh, the guys that I really respected, they didn't look at it as an age limit. They looked at it as, well, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing this forever. Okay. Uh, I'll talk to musicians. That's my favorite thing. And they'll, something will go wrong with their life or something will happen where they just didn't like the way that their music career went. And they'll kind of say, I'm closing it up. I'm just going to stop doing it. And then I always tell them, I'll see you in about four months. Okay. Because okay? yeah. it's hard. You want to be passionate about something. And I always found music to be something that, that came naturally. So I knew that it was going to always be a part of my life. Um, at this time in my life, though, I really wanted to, to give it a, a, way, a lot more effort than I'd been giving. And I just didn't think that anybody was able to see the full potential of what I had to offer. So yeah. for the past few years, I've been as focused as possible. No excuses. Just mm -hmm. get at it as, as much as possible and, uh, and see where your music abilities can go. And mm -hmm. I, I still don't think I've tapped into all of it, even okay. with this album, which I love this album. I, mean, I still want to, you know, you want to push with everything, every, the next thing you do, you want to make yeah. sure it's better than the last thing you did, so. It feels like that, that there is this mm, recommitment, resurgence mm -hmm. of, of, your, of you and this, this buildup to Tall Tales of a Brown Buffalo and just kind of talking with you over the last few days, the passion in you and almost like this, um, this fire of, you, you told me, you know, if I can say this, hopefully you don't mind that you may not release a full album again. You know, it kind of crossed your mind. You might do short things. And uh, it, it felt like very um, powerful to hear you say that. And and then as you, watching you listen to the music, I know how hard you've poured yourself into it. So what does this album mean to you, man? Uh, this album means... You know, okay, first it started, the album first started as something live to give the people. Because I would, I recorded the last album, which was a concept album. And it was a little somber. It was a little dark. Well, most of my stuff's dark. Um, but whenever the people would go to the live show, they would see this band going crazy. I started writing some music that was a little more upbeat, fun for a live show. It would definitely get you dancing or get you, you know, um, feeling it emotionally. And so when people go to the show, they would ask for an album and I'd say, well, go get, there's my album right there. It'd be five songs and they're all about the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really represent what we were doing live. So initially I came into the studio saying to myself, well, I'm going to make an album. It'll be a live feel. So it started simple. But then I don't, I don't know. I started listening to my old albums, my favorite albums. Um, I realized what I was doing, where I was in my life. I realized what I always wanted to do, which was by myself make this album that that real that everything on it I could be proud of. So, mm -hmm. at the end of recording the basics, I realized I wanted to go back and touch up and really make an album, something that I would be proud of, or something that I would be interested in when it was all said and done. And uh, the live feel, the band really accomplished that. But then all the embellishments were people that I just met on the road. Mm. either met on the road or Fort Worth sound new. So I was getting a really good collective sound of, of people that I knew, but that's what the album meant. Is it, 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 I think it grew. What yeah. it means, the album means to me is something that grew, grew with every month mm. or with every advancement that we'd make on the album. It meant something different. I throw something else in there. Um, you know, you, you look at your favorite albums of all time. I'd look at my favorite albums of all time and I realized that it, some of them didn't really just rely on the band. They wanted to, they wanted the band as a whole to create something big. So I wanted to create something big. So, um, 
you achieve that, dude. It is big. It feels huge. And the but at the moments where if just from the few tracks you've played for me already, and then I heard of your kind of the teaser that went out, it feels like that, man. And then there are kind of more quiet times, but it's still intense. Like it, it it's powerful. There you go. It's yeah. very powerful. Uh, wanted to make sure that you felt something. Yeah. I think this we talked about this earlier, which was um, sometimes I couldn't tell you other songs from a band but i but if they had if that band had one album that i really dug mm -hmm. i would love that band yeah. and, but i but i probably didn't follow them after the album or i didn't really get into a lot of their music after that one like modest mouse okay. um good news for people to love bad news yeah i love that album i can listen to it a billion times in a row just front you know this one of those song first song to last song you just let it ride yeah um, but after that, I couldn't really tell you their music. Weezer, the Blue Album, um, the, uh, Mars Volta, Deloused, and the Comatorium. These are all bands that when I hear them, I go, great music. But if you were to ask me about my, there, there's one album that really spoke to me. So I realized um, that I personally just love a good album. And uh, I think that's what I'm trying to accomplish with this. And I think that's why I told you I don't know how many more albums I could possibly do. Yeah. Um, what does it feel like? Because you put in so much of yourself, so much, yeah, all the emotions, the highs, the lows. The, oh my God, I just got this great riff. You know, I'm writing it. To let's find a place to record. To let's get the musicians. To let's master. Let's all of that, and then it's done. What does that feel like? I guess I won't know until the album's actually in my hand. We're okay. still we're still okay. recording this. We're. Uh, the album's not in my hand. Okay, so, so it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's, it's not really finished yet. Until okay. I hold it in my hand, that's when it's like, wow, that's weird. All because right. when we, when I finally sent off to uh, Bart Rose, who produced the album, the the final email that said we're done, that was a weird moment, because one of the songs on there is 50, over 15 years old, wow. and it just never really was done. It was a bluesy song that I wrote with uh, some old band members. And actually, I wrote the whole song by myself, but when we play it, I played it with Chiva. Okay. Uh, and Romero Noriega from Chiva is actually the lead guitarist on the song. I went and found him. He's doing other things now. He's playing with Back in Black, that AC, uh, DC tribute band. I got him to come into the studio to record just because it meant something to me. So I grabbed old songs. I grabbed newer songs. And the whole album, I wanted it to be a personal thing. Even if all the lyrics didn't have to do with me, mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that, that I was in there somehow. Either a lyric that had to do with more me than the actual character or just the passion behind it. It, it needed to all say me at the end of it. And okay. and, and, um, me with the, and me with the help of, of some incredible musicians. Yeah. But yeah. But you played a huge role in producing this you had bart rose fort worth sound working with you you guys yes came together and he's a great you know engineer and and all this but you personally talk about you know um influencing the way even people did a countdown to uh you know on their music like what you were talking about on the recording like no say it again you know yeah when we were when we first started Bart would nitpick at little things. It sounds that sounds like a negative thing, but that's not. You want that. You, you want that, that on you an album. Have that. Yeah. Yes. So he would go through little moments that I think were normal. Most musicians would get frustrated with, but I did not. I loved this mentality of that's not right. Let's go back till we get it just right. So when we when we did that, I realized oh, 
that's perfect because that's that's how I've worked my whole life. But it's really hard to convey that to other musicians. Um, the older you get, the more the, the better you are at conveying what you want. Mm -hmm. So when I was working on the production, there'd be little moments that I knew would have to hit or I thought in my head, this is a moment. This isn't just part of the song. This is a part where hopefully they'll remember. Um, Romero Noriega. I'll go to the story real quick. There you go. When I used to hang out with him back in the day, we would listen to music in the car and he would crank it up and he would say, listen to this part right here. It'd be a little bitty moment. And most people would either just not even think of it or disregard it. But to him, it was the whole song, man. This is the whole song is this little moment. Yeah. And, um, so that that always is in my head of these little moments that I don't care if anybody else really gets it. I listen to this part right here, crank yeah. it up, this little moment. So whenever we were in the studio, I had that mentality of these little moments that need to really hit. Uh, Romero, when he was in the studio, there was one moment toward the outro that uh, the guitars are ringing. And it's just real, it's big. It's a big, big guitar moment. And I needed the guitar to not only be loud, I needed it to shake and I needed it to sound fierce so that when my vocals come in, it matches with the guitar and it's just this powerful outro. Uh, we did that take, oh, it had to be like 10 times, just over and over. It was just one little moment. Um, Tim, my bassist, I'm sure he didn't like, there's a song called Ellie where all he does is count. All he does is say one, two, three, four, and he did like five, six takes. And it, and it just got funnier the more he would do it because he was like, you really just going to make me do this? Yeah. All I'm doing is counting. But it, I needed and it, what was worse was I needed it to sound a certain way, but I told him, don't even face the mic. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, just, like... Yeah, like it's some dude in the background. Yeah. Okay. Leon Russell and a song, I can't remember what it is right now, but a song with Joe Cocker, uh, Cry Me a River. Mm. If you listen to the very end, he does a count. And okay. you can't even really hear him. To me, it's the entire song. Wow. It's the best part of the song is you can barely hear him. And if you have to crank it up and kind of listen for it. But, um, and I get, and it's, it's from hanging out with guys that love little moments in the song and yeah. love to point them out. And I'm, I'm somebody who also enjoys that and just want, I want that in a song. So, well, so you've now probably what, 15 years, you've been a radio personality. You were, yeah. you were in the buzz, the rock station in Wichita Falls. And then you went to the outlaw, which is a, it, kind of Texas country, yes. you know, uh, red dirt, you know, how has that influenced you and matured you to the point where now here we are with tall tales of a Brown Buffalo. Uh, it got me to understand how music works a little bit. Uh, the buzz was more f just fun for me. I just had a blast. Get somebody tells you all these weird thoughts you've ever had. It's you get to shine, and that was a weird, an awesome time in my life. I don't get that time back. Uh, the years I was with the buzz, but I I absolutely love those years uh, because there's no way I could say half of the stuff that I, <laughs> I used to get away with yeah. on the buzz nowadays. But um. And then I went to the outlaw, which made me understand a little bit more how to get a little bit more um, organized with what I was doing okay. and focused. Yeah. Uh, but not only that, once I started playing with those musicians, it was a lot more comfortable for me okay. than rock. I think with rock, when I was in rock, it was always a persona that I had to be, uh, which I never really felt comfortable with okay. or a sound that I needed to create which again, I never really felt comfortable with. And um, like I told you, the one of the songs is called I'll Be Damned. Yeah. It's a bluesy tune. I showed that to Chiva. 
Remember, Chiva was a rock band. Yes. So it was like, and and we, the name of that song to the band was called the Blues Song, oh. because they we'd never played a blues song. Okay. So um, Romero would make fun of me for making seventh notes. I just always trying to play that blues. So yeah. these are I always felt comfortable in blues, rock and roll. Um, and then I got on the station and I listened to country, and then I listened to songwriters. And it was all, it was so familiar to me mm-hmm. uh, in what I was already doing that it was an easy adaptation to, to where I was going. I, I didn't have leather pants to keep up the rock persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I, it was easier for me to, to, to get into this songwriter world, which I was already in. Okay. But uh, it was, it was a cool scene to, 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 to discover, but to yeah. discover how to keep it organized and how to, um, you know, build a fan base and all that other stuff. It's a little easier now no matter what genre you're in, it's okay. it's a little bit more focused. You can get you have the ability to get focused. Okay. Uh, some people don't take it, but you have a lot more abilities to get focused and uh, to learn more nowadays. So. so, what does it feel like um, now that you know you you are at this point in your career, and you talked about some of your heroes, and and just hearing their words about I'm gonna be doing this forever, you know, yeah. and and you're at this point in your career. Do, are there major expectations you have right now or do you kind of feel at peace or we like what what's going on mentally you know does it feel like man it's a good time whatever it is it is or is it like by damn if xyz doesn't happen i'm gonna flip out like what goes through your mind right now at this big moment in your life i think i've calmed down a little bit from if this this and this doesn't happen i have anxieties all the time though uh, that that i don't really i try not to wear i try not to keep them there i try to make sure that i stay focused on the fact that you're going to do this no matter what okay all you can do is the best you can do and hustle and do what you can to be as good as possible at it and to be recognized for it and to and to have people hear it because that's the main goal right you just want people to hear what you have to offer so so the feelings differ um, if you were to ask me that question two weeks ago, I'd tell you like, dude, I'm a wreck. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I get it. You man. know what I'm talking about? Just it goes back and forth. It's yeah. not a steady thing. I, w- I, I, I am. I hate to to say the title, but I am steady focused. It's yeah. it's remembering just stay focused. There you go. That gives you peace almost. Okay. The the fierce uh, attitude and the hustle. If it's constant and, and and you're doing just the best you can, there's some sort of peace in that. And uh, so I feel peaceful knowing that I'm going to be able to do, I'm doing the best I can. Okay. And I'm giving the best I can to people that listen to my music. Um, and that's all you can really do. But but as for emotions, man, it, it differs. I don't know if it's me personally, if I it's it, the man. artist side. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, totally, the artistic dude. side. You're, you're opening up yourself. Yes. And you're showing people a piece of you. Uh, so that gets a little nerve-wracking, especially if you're revealing yourself yeah. in, in music and... Uh, I, I've always done that, whether people have known it or not. Uh, I've always done that. I've always been very revealing. Uh, so talk about you got a lot of shows coming up, man. You're you're going to be doing a lot of road time. Um, do you love the road? Do you hate it? How does how does it feel? I think it's a back and forth thing. Okay. When you're on, it's it's definite. When you're on the road, you can't wait to be home. When you're home, you just want to get back on the road. Uh-huh. Um, in this camper, all I can think about is how cool it's going to be whenever I get out of town. Yeah. And yeah, go yeah, hang yeah. out and and um, and then there's a lot of downtime. You're just sitting there, kind of you know. Uh, waiting for the show and that's not that's not bad because you can u- utilize your time I try to make sure I'm either reading or writing something else um, I try not to get caught up although I know I do uh, in social media uh, 
but figuring out what you're going to do with your time, thinking about the show. Yeah. I like talking about the show and what yeah. we're going to do tonight, what's going to be a little different. Uh, those things my band probably hates me for. <laughs> Yeah, well, you... <laughs> because I mean, in the last minute I'll go oh let's change that whole thing real quick and let's make sure we do this instead and trust me this will be awesome Yeah. and uh, luckily I have guys that are that are very forgiving of, of that uh, attitude but um, man uh, yeah it's thinking about uh, getting out there is exciting thinking about staying home is exciting to yeah. me I guess that's why I get to I try to make sure there's a good balance like we go. were talking about earlier about balance in life yes and, um, I love being home with my family. This weekend, I didn't have anything because I know that I'm the next few it's months. It's about to get crazy. Yeah, it's about to get nuts. So I had one more good weekend with them. We put this pop-up camper. Me and the kids been hanging out here yeah. all weekend long. We've been playing games inside the house and uh, getting chores still done because yeah. that's got to get done also. And making sure the family life feels like a family life and then get ready to hustle. Luckily, you know, when you have a family that's a, the whole family, including my wife and the kids are so supportive. There you go. And they're so uh, big on what I'm doing. And I hope that that I hope that teaches them something okay. just to be supportive in life okay. of the people you love and what they're doing. So mm. uh, but well, yeah, I'm just pretty excited. Going down that road, man, like uh so I'm, I just recently writ, went through a book. It's called Unfuck Yourself by Gary John Bishop. It's, it's so good, man. And cool. it's just a lot of diving deep into our brain, unpacking a lot of stuff. And then he goes, like, the final chapter of this book, for me, is one of the best chapters I've ever read of any book. And, uh, you know, he goes into the realization, which I've heard a million times and I know it, but we're all going to die. Own it. Accept it. What are you going to do with it now? You know, yeah. so... You know, you're talking about your family, and wh what does James want to be remembered for? You know, like, yeah, what what do you want on your tombstone? Like, what do you want the this passion that you've burned so brightly? You know, I don't. It's weird because you want to do the best you can and hope you leave something. And so, whenever I think about, because you think about that, you know, yeah. so you start thinking about what what are you going to leave the world. Um, so it lets you focus on other things. I in like, um, char charitable stuff, uh, stuff with your family. I always try to leave a, a little bit of a message for my kids daily on how they should conduct themselves. So, and I think we all do as parents, you know what I mean? You're just trying to make sure that they're, they're, they're left with something cause you don't know when it's going to happen. And I think that's the, the hardest part. I don't know why my brain goes there. But I can't leave this house for a weekend of shows without like giving that. This could be it. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> it's because you're on the road. You're driving all the time. You see wrecks up and down the road. And you think to yes. yourself, like, I'm driving in all hours of the night. You don't know what's gonna happen. So, and I, so I think of these things. Um, I don't know. I guess. I guess I try to, and I've tried a lot more these past few years because of of years that maybe I wasn't as selfless as I should have been. I try to make sure that I'm there for a lot more of my friends mm -hmm. and the people that I love because, um, I don't know, you're just a little bit, you know, you're just a little bit of life. You know that you're going to die. So what do you do in between then? Mm. And I don't think that I, I don't want to think too much of that part as much as okay. did I make sure that I live the, the, the moment that I realize you're going to die. Yeah. Are you the two rules that I have work hard and be cool to others? Work hard and be cool to others. That's great. Yeah, there's only two the only two rules I teach my kids. That's and good. So when dude, I love that. Something happens in their life 
I just ask them, which one of those two things did you not do here? Ah. And it's usually be cool to others. If you're okay. ugly to another person, if you're just not working, just work hard and be cool to others. I got two rules. That's it. Anything else in life you can do uh, as long as you work hard and be cool to others. Um, I love that, dude. I really like that. Yeah. So I just try to live by that. Those two sentences with everything I do. And like we were talking about earlier, once once I made that decision and it was having kids, you just look at yourself and I'm going to say some stuff to the kids. Am I being that person? Okay. Mm. Am I being a hypocrite in it? Okay. So am I working hard and being cool to others? And then every day you got to work at that. Work hard, be cool to others. Every Everything you're working at. So uh, you just try to make sure you fall in line there. And I think I can go peacefully and not really worry too much about what I left. Hopefully, the music is there what you leave. Okay. Uh, because let's let's face it, man. The, the hardest part of my life is realizing all I make is air. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? For 15 years, if you okay. were to look at my body of work and DJ, ah, you really can't unless I recorded it. Okay. Unless somebody retells me a joke I said once, it's all just air. So on my morning show, I used to really you know, just insult everybody and everything when I first started. And then I realized it's probably better, especially as you get older. It's the first thing they're hearing in the morning. It's probably good if they wake up in a good mood. It's mm. kind of good if you're in a good mood. Okay. Stop hating on stuff. Don't be like that. And so it changed my show. It changed how I talk on the radio. Um, it changed who I was on the radio. And that's a message that I sent. I love waking up in the mornings and getting to get someone started on their day. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it, 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 and I love the fact that I'm on the station I'm on, yeah. to be honest with you, because it's yeah. I'm not tired of the music. I love the new stuff that comes in. I love hearing artists from around there. I know so many of the artists, so it's so good when they give me something. I'm like, dude, this was good. How how does that, being in that world, how does it uh, help you business-wise? I mean, is, is it a good business move if someone's like, man, I, I want to keep pushing it out there. I'll go... Get a, join a, a radio station. Do you recommend it? I mean, has it been good for you? Uh, it seems like it would be great for networking. There's a lot of country artists and just artists that were DJs before. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that. they understood the, the, the business a little bit better, and it, it helped them with their careers. Um, I, Of course, I would recommend it, but the thing that scares me about it is because I see other guys in the state or, or that have this similar thing, and they use it a little. They use it a little bit... Um, <laughs> Trying to get on Miyagi with this yeah, thing. Right. Always. Oh, now you're over there just yeah, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, so we gotta fly in the studio. So um I see other people kind of use it and and it and not use it and use it too much to their advantage. So I, I get nervous I about it because I don't want to be perceived as somebody who uses his station. I think as a matter of fact, I don't think I've ever played if I play one of my songs, I play like five times a week maybe yeah. and that's not anything usually songs get about 40 rotations or whatever i get maybe five and it's even if my song was doing great which a couple of them have um i just don't you don't want to be that guy i don't want to be that guy i want to earn merit through other djs you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna be like yeah. well i'm so good let's just play me all day long uh plus i'm on the radio already they don't need to hear me any more than they have to um so so i utilize it you know I utilize it in the sense that I find out a little bit more than most artists would, which I try to turn around and make sure other artists know what I know. Mm. Because we talked about this, like when I was first starting, nobody told me what I needed to do next. Right. Okay. Talk about this. And so it was frustrating 
to try to figure where am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to make an album? Where do I make the album? How do I make it? Who do I make it with? No, nobody told me anything. I didn't. There was no Facebook to look online and be like, oh, that guy recorded there. I'll go record there. Oh, that guy did that there. I'll go do that there. So I'm learning online. You learn online. And, and then I learned through radio of hanging out with the other musicians. So it's a good thing. But in the same sense, it's um, it's something that I make sure with all that power, I don't I don't try to u- overuse it yeah, or use it for anything negative or, or just get that reputation. That's the worst thing. Oh, there you go. You're only you as go. good as your reputation okay. to most of these musicians. Okay. Um, and I try to make sure that I'm that I'm that I'm not taking advantage of it. But the good thing is. I get to hear music before a lot of DJs. There you go. Because I'm going out and I'm playing with them. And I do song swabs. Yeah. And uh, I heard Randall King. Uh, you, these are some artists that you might not know about, but these are huge artists in okay. the Texas music scene. Okay. Uh, and I saw that guy at a songwriter competition. Saw, met him. We hung out. As a matter of fact, we both, Randall and me, were both battling it out for whoever would win this, this competition. We were both the last ones called. Mm. We had a tie. And, uh, man, I, I got to know him that night. Later on, uh, he sent me music. Loved him. Mm-hmm. The first One of the first dudes from that scene that I put on the station. And then after that, he just started blowing up, so it was easier. I already had a, a foot in. I already knew the guy. Uh, and I, I love finding musicians like that, even ones that aren't looking for radio play. They okay. want something else, which is understandable. Okay. Um, Such as? Finding an underground audience, uh-huh. finding an audience that's strictly Spotify, not okay. having to do the radio Does, scene. Is, is radio still relevant? Yes. Is it? Uh, this is a back and forth. It's To me, it's like somebody's saying, is is local news relevant? Okay. Is 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 uh, is TV relevant? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, TV's relevant. Uh-huh. Computers are relevant. Okay. Uh, radio's relevant. Spotify's relevant. Okay. It's just different avenues. Okay. Like when people say, uh, I think that's because most people wonder, should I advertise with radio or okay. something like that? And I always go, yeah, why wouldn't yeah. you? This uh, is a one slot. You know, people are definitely listening, even okay. if it's not as much as it was last year, which I, from what I've gathered from stats, it's actually back on the rise. Okay. But uh, radio from uh, radio can give you something that spotify can't which is local information there you go and musicians that you might not know about and local personalities that know what your interests are Mm -hmm. you grab something from spotify some guy in california is telling you what to like okay i'm not telling letting you know what i'm saying uh i'd love to hear what's cool in california but i'd love to hear also what's cool around here and i think that's why to me that's why my station or stations like it do really well right now okay. because you get a sense of what these are musicians that are coming around yeah when i was with the buzz we would take like once a year i'd see some band okay once a year and maybe i got to interview them wow okay. you know what i mean so okay. it's that's very frustrating rare. very rare i started with the outlaw three a week <laughs> you know what i mean three three interviews a week two of those guys are playing in town that week that's, that was what I'd been waiting for. And then you go to the shows and are great, entertaining shows. And I was somebody who, I've always been somebody, I thought, even though I didn't listen to country as much as I do now, I always wanted to hear good music. Just good music. Just give it to me. It doesn't matter if it's death metal. It doesn't matter if it's country. It didn't matter if it was rap. People that make fun of certain genres of music, I can never understand it because every genre has somebody good yes, in that true. genre. That is true. 
And I always wonder why, why, you know, they'll say rap is crap. Really? You've never listened to good rap then. That's, yeah. I feel so bad for people that think country's bad when they're only comparing it to what they're hearing at that moment. Yeah. They don't yeah. know. Like, a, like, come over to the house, man. I got some great country for you. Yeah. Sit yeah. down with me. We're going to listen to some really good stuff. Um, Let, let's, I'm from an interviewer point of view. You've interviewed a bunch of people, a lot of people. Uh, what's what's maybe one of your biggest mistakes that you've made as an interviewer? You know, because I, I enjoy interviewing, you know, yeah. and, and I screw up, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. why did I do that? Well, we, earlier today when I was setting the cameras up, one of my memory cards Oh, that's small, up. buddy. That's You know, t- <laughs> tell me, like, what's uh, something that you're like? Well, okay, I can tell you two off the top of my head All right. that I know about. Um, that one, you know about. <laughs> that I can remember off the top right, of my head. Right, right, One was I was talking to the lead singer of Papa Roach. Okay. And I called him Jacoby Shaddix. Okay. It's Jacoby Shaddix. Oh, and he yes. never once corrected me. He was the nicest guy. I, okay. I, I'm not lying. One of the things I remember was how I was like, man, that guy's nice. Is he the lead singer for Papa Roach? You know, talk to this dude from Wichita Falls. He was so cool. And afterwards, he said, hey, James, uh, you should watch my new show on MTV. And I said, oh, cool. So I immediately go YouTube this. And it says Jacoby. Like the first thing it says Jacoby. Okay. And I was like, did he tell me that? Because he realized I was saying his name wrong. <sighs> and then there was Stained, the lead singer for Stained, Aaron Lewis. Got to talk with him. Uh, he was coming to Wichita Falls. And at the toward the end of the conversation, I said, well, this has got to be weird, man. You're back with the original band after all these years on hiatus. And I got that information from Wikipedia, which never do that. Okay. And he goes, man, I don't know what you're talking about. It's been the same lineup ever since we started. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Okay. Uh, And those are just two that I could think of off the top of my head. Well, how do you prepare for an interview? Uh, Well, it differs. Yeah. You know, back then... They didn't come around. I wasn't constantly uh, knowing who they were. And some bands I just knew better than other bands. So um, at Wikipedia, which I got to say, when I was doing that interview, this was around the time where I'd go, oh, there's a place where all this information is. And, and then right it. around then they started saying, you know, yeah, don't, don't, don't listen to all that. That's not always uh, a great information or a great place to get information. So, so I, you know, I do that or I try to listen to some of the music that they're releasing now. It's a little bit easier with the scene I'm in now because I got to, it's an uprising scene, the Texas country music scene, even that it had, it had a lull right when I was first starting with it. But um, you get to see artists grow, so you kind of know this is all about them there. You're watching them grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear you know, DJs from, again, California or New York who are in with these bands that are famous rock bands. Well, they know them when they were nobodies. We get we get them when they're somebodies. Mm-hmm. So these artists that I'm f- discovering now, we're finding them at at the beginning of you their get careers. To watch them develop. Yeah. So you, you just kind of know. Some interviews I don't even do anything. I just mm-hmm. go in there and just start talking with them because I know everything I know about the guy, and um, I'm a musician as well. So I kind of ask things that I think they're gonna want to ask or they're gonna want to be asked. I mean, so. Well, we've got. Uh... A, a big weekend coming up for you, right? It, this is the release of Tall Tales of a Brown Buffalo. Yes. So just hit me with a little bit. What's going to be going on this weekend, and what do you got going on the rest of this month? Uh, November 9th, which is also my birthday. Sweet. Uh, so it's, and, and honestly, when I was looking at the dates, this was back in September or August, and I said, uh, ah, let's do it in November. I was doing it on my birthday because yes. I didn't realize that it was on a, on a Friday. But we've got um, two of my... F- 
just they're so talented and my favorite people in this town. Um, Hazel and Sage from Ground Floor and Rising, they're going to open up the night. Then Clint Vines and the Hard Times, those are a bunch of my just friends that I've known from various bands. Plus, I've, I'm a, I'm real cool with Clint. He's a great songwriter, great mind uh, when he writes his tunes, and they're they're coming up right now. They they're going to open the night. Uh, Ground Floor is going to do a set. Clint Vine's going to do a quick set, and then we jump on around 10.30, a little bit afterwards, and uh, we're, we've created a night where it starts, and then it grows, and then it grows. And, I mean, musicians join us on stage, and then we just continuously get big till the end of the night when we're going to have some fun. And that that end set is just me wanting to just have a good time. I mean, the rest, the whole night is hopefully a good time for them. Uh, but it's it's not going to be a somber one. It's going to be a energetic, in your face, let's have a great night. And, um, and you get a taste of the album and what we're trying to create from the album. And the moments, that's something I really have loved doing because there's moments that you can create with the music that I'm doing now. A nice, energetic, in your face, and then bring it back down and have a nice little moment with my wife comes on stage, which I love it when she comes on stage. I'm very, I am very lucky. Uh, just last night we were on that porch in the backyard singing Linda Rodstad oh, <laughs> and, uh, and she was jamming, having a good time. And I don't, you know, I'm, I've never gotten to do that in my life. It's so much fun. So, you know, that's going to be fun. Ground floor and rising are to join us on stage. Um, We've got some keyboards. We've got some sa a saxophone, uh, w which is all just stuff from the album that we added from the album. So it'll all be there, and hopefully I don't go broke for the rest of my life yeah, having to pay right. for all that. But it'll be fun. The main thing is to create something. Okay. Uh, paying for it, I'll worry about that. Later. <laughs> okay. yeah. I'll worry about that later. So if if you're out there and and you can hear this, you watch this. There is going to be an amazing show. Iron Horse. Without a doubt. On November 9th. This will be the best show that I've ever put on. Wow. If anybody's ever come to my show and be like, man, James has done a show, you've never seen what I'm wanting to do now. What I'm going to do right here, right now, is the best thing. That's not an advertisement. That's just a fact. That's reality. Yeah, it's a reality of what I've done. I'm I'm better at what I've... Uh, acoustically, songwriting, this is the best I've been. Um, as for the musicianship and the music musicians I'm working with... These are the best. I mean, these are phenomenal musicians uh, who are really, really tight. They've been working on this set for a while now. Uh, with all these extras that we're adding in, it just only adds to the night. And the excitement of a live video and having yeah. you come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. P.S. We're going to be recording. Yeah, we're going to have going to be a live video. Yeah, we're going to be recording that night. So yeah. it, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. My birthday's Monday. Oh, so yes. uh, we're going to be celebrating. Too. Come on. Yeah, yeah that's so what I'm talking about. I'll be, uh, I'll be celebrating. Well, you know, and Brittany's going to be out there with me. We're going to have some guys help me shoot some videos. So it, it's going to be awesome. Like, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday as well. Definitely. So I'm excited. Stacy's already celebrated her, but she celebrates another one with me. She sweet. <laughs> sweet. There you go. <laughs> when is her birthday? It was It was actually uh, November 1st, uh, okay. last Thursday. Perfect. So she Perfect. always she celebrates the whole week. She yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. The, the bands that are opening are two of my favorite bands from around here mm -hmm. and um, great solid music. It's a full night of incredible music. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, those uh, those bands are... It's awesome. Yeah, they're it's phenomenal. A great night. It's a great yeah. night. So if you guys are out and about, make sure you do not miss this. This is going to be a special... It's going to be a special moment in time. And P.S., it just happens to be in Wichita Falls, Texas. Yeah, so It's really definitely. cool. James, uh, final thoughts, man. Anything else that's on your mind you want to share, you want to talk about? The... 
the album uh, yeah i wouldn't mind talking about the the album and saying that uh this is some of the best musicians if you're listening to us in wichita falls jason brown from a bottom romero noriega christopher brackets damon harris tim maloney all these dudes are on the album ground floor and rising uh some of the best musicians from fort worth i just want to say i'm extremely lucky to have done everything I've ever done in life and extremely lucky to get to work with people that I've worked with in my life. I mean, including yourself. I, 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 there's not a day that goes by where I just don't realize, man, I'm one of the luckiest people on this planet. So, um, all of that and anybody who's ever listened to my music or has just known me, uh, I would love for them to come out and just enjoy this one night with me. So Mm. that's, and that's basically it. Where can people find you online? Do you want to check out some of your music? Uh, JamesCookMakesMusic.com. There you go. So you can find it right there. All right, guys. So uh, it, it's been an honor. I'm so thankful to, to have been able to sit down with James and have this talk. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, I'll be there November 9th. It's going to be an awesome time, and look forward to seeing you guys there. So until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks, and this is Steady Focused. Biggie had a neck tattoo, leather boots and a brown truck built for two. Bill done left the man in Galveston and decided to head up north. Oh, she took that gun, crossed her crimson lips, let's have fun. Ooh, let them run now. Damn it, don't she slip, you better run. She could play a mean guitar, have them all screaming near and far, but at the mall, he tied up the manager, clear the register, tipped his waitress, well, well, oh well, all they split their pay both ways, no fame, no shame, all there ain't no way they'll ever get caught up in that game. Damn it, don't you slip, you better run. Let them roll on, them slot machines are fixed. Let them roll. When he slammed down that clear Kentucky shine My oh my Beth don't raise the skirt to out One too many times and that's all Yeah, it's on We get to the money and told his baby honey And a girl, you better match your tongue Told that she had it with a semi-automatic Only thing is bad is dust Let him run They just wanna have a little fun Tell me, don't you slip, you better run. Let them roll on 
machines are fixed, so let them run, 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 run